Welcome to episode number 78. Back here again, Brandon, BJ. Going to have a uh, special guest on today. Uh, guy that BJ's at least gotten to see play. I've gotten to see it play a lot in practice, uh, high school, everything. Uh, one of my former players, David Sloan. All right, guys, go ahead and welcome David Sloan to the podcast today. How's it going, David? Hey, thanks for thanks for making some time for us. This is a this is a pretty cool experience to have one of my former players on here. Uh, I know BJ was the uh, victim of some of your uh, moves in open gym. So, true, very true. So, uh, but like I said, we're glad to have David Sloan, uh, starting point guard for John A. Logan College, uh, former player. Uh, most of you guys will know him from Taylor County. Uh, we had Richard on a couple months ago. Uh, he played for for Richard there. Played at a at a prep school down in Florida as well as for Richard at Twenty Two Feet Academy. I mean, the thing I want to ask you is, you know, you moving from Moore to Taylor County early in your high school career, and then to Florida, and eventually South Carolina your senior year. What, like, what kind of, how did that get you ready for you know the college aspect of what you're facing now at, at John A. Logan? Um, I feel like. Um when I when I first moved, my mom was telling me things like uh, it's time to prepare me for uh, college, and I think um, just moving away from my family it uh, it helped me a lot, and uh, it, it really makes me uh, just just appreciate things that uh, my family do for me, and uh, just it just makes me go harder for them because uh, I've been gone away for a long time, and have it's, it's been a while since I've been home for uh, longer than probably like two weeks. Or like uh, about a month, so uh, it's just it's just it's just a blessing just to, uh, see my family when I get to go home and things like that. Would you say those prep schools, you know, the the one you went to in Florida, and then uh, eventually twenty two feet? It, do you think that that you know prepped you for the college game and made you ready for the college game? Um. Yeah, I feel like uh, the prep school the prep school route helped me a lot because uh, it was uh, helped me uh, with my uh, physicality. Like it was, it was a uh, couple stronger guards than, than I was, and I was kind of uh, frail before I got to John A. So uh, I would say uh, it helped me, uh, like not get knocked off, knocked off my balance a lot. So uh, I think it, it helped me a lot. Yeah, we were noticing, man. You're looking a little beefy in those pictures now. You look a lot bigger than what you did in high school. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we missed we missed a lot in college, so yeah, it's paying off. Good. That's the way to do it, Daddy. Quick question for you too. For all the listeners out there, we're looking for an NBA comparison. Who would you say in the NBA currently your game is most like? Um, I try to model my uh, game after two players, uh, just just because uh, it it um it's happened it since um I was younger. But I would say um Kyrie Irving and uh Ray John Orlando. Definitely two great people to, to model your game after. Arguably, probably the one of, if not the greatest, ball handler in Kyrie Irving. Right. And one of the best defending uh, and passing point guards in, in Rondo. That's definitely two great people. And he's from Louisville. Yeah. And skill set wise, that's. I mean, I think that's spot on for you as well too, because you've got the passing and the vision, but you definitely have the scoring that Kyrie has too. So I like it. So what what part of the, were there any parts of the game that you weren't ready for getting going into college? I know you said the prep game kind of you know helped you get ready for it, but were there any parts of it that you didn't feel like you were ready for, or maybe they were tougher than you expected? Um, I would say uh, 
really, I really don't know. I feel like um, my two years here, uh, people people respected me enough and uh, they respected my game. So I feel like um, I feel like I've done done a great job uh, since I've been in college, and uh, I feel like the next level. If I feel like I do the same thing there, then uh, I just feel like prep school prepared me and uh, just playing with my uh, older brother and uh, older guys. I feel like they prepared me as a, as a young young kid, so uh, I feel like um, that that's helped me a lot, and uh, it's just that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I, me asking you that question, I mean, you look at your stats, it didn't really seem like anything came unexpected. You led the JUCO uh, as a freshman in assists, and not only that, you had an assist to turnover ratio of 3.4, which is phenomenal. And, I mean, was that a goal before the season, or was that just kind of you took what came to you and you just picked them apart? No, actually, that was, um, I set a couple goals to myself, but that was um, – most definitely one of my goals to lead um, lead the country in assists and uh, just do it two years in a row as I did. So um, it's it's a um, it's just a goal that I accomplished, and I'm uh, very proud of that. So going in between your freshman and sophomore year, what what would you say was you know the biggest thing that you were like, all right, this is what I need to hone in on. Like this is what I need to get better on. Um, I would say um, uh, something that. I really tried to work on during uh, the off season and uh, also during the season is um, more of my uh, floater game and then uh, the one-two dribble uh, mid-range pull-up because I feel like I'm, I'm going to definitely need that for the next level with uh, 6'10", 6'10", 6'11 guys down there set up uh, six, like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, Juco uh, big so I feel like that uh, that's something that uh, I worked on a lot and I feel like I can see the progress in that. Absolutely. I mean, the mid-range game is definitely a lost art. I think BJ and I went to the two Sweet 16 games last night at Rupp Arena, and we were kind of talking about that, how, you know, the floater is maybe still there, which I always remember you having a decent floater, but the mid-range game is definitely a lost art. So to hear a, a player, you know, working on that and making that a goal, you know, that's 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 a good thing to hear. Yeah. So what was what was your goal going into your sophomore year? I know you said you wanted to lead the the nation in assists, uh, but I mean, what was your goal? Were you looking to win a championship? Were you looking to you know to up your scoring more? Were you looking to lead the like more assists by more or what? Um, I would say uh, just um, get get further get further than I did my freshman year. My freshman year was. Um, it was a great year, but it was more it was more of a learning learning experience for me, my first year of college, like you said. Um and then um I would say um defending, defending better. I feel like I defended uh, a lot much better than I did my freshman year. But um one thing um just just make it my freshman year I felt like I made a lot of good reads, but um as like since it was my second year and it's only two years of JUCO, I feel like as a veteran, uh, just making making smarter reads and quicker reads to uh, get my teammates easy baskets and just see uh, just see what the defense will give me. That's, and, um, absolutely. I going part, I feel like um, just distributing the ball like to my teammates and then taking shots and opening the gap up to me. So I feel like that uh, I, uh, that better go for myself too. Get my teammates uh, easy shots so we can. 
create start to create for myself and it'll be much easier without uh help like as they say uh most of the cats catch a man on the island so uh, i feel like i can just help with that with my teammates making shots and just uh catching catching uh the defender on the island just being helpful absolutely so uh, there was a recent article that came out in the Courier Journal talking about you and and the uh, two other Louisville area players that play for John A. Logan. Uh, for those that have that didn't see that article, we have Jaden Scrub who played for Trinity, and you have Clevante Patterson who played for uh, Ballard. Uh, what what was explain what that was like playing with two guys that you know you kind of grew up around in this area playing with, and uh, how it was playing with them there. Um. Well, actually. Um me and Bonnie, uh, Cavante, uh, like, they were considered, uh, like, like, blood brothers because we can't spend a lot of each other for, uh, so I don't know how long, but, um, it was, uh, it was fun, fun with Bonnie for two years, because, um, he's a, he's a guy that's, like, um, at a high school and at this level, he was, he was very underrated, but he did, he did the dirty stuff for us, like, um, our coaches always called him, uh, like, um, a backyard dog that, that was always hungry. Uh, no matter what, no matter what, you know, you knew what you would get out of Bonnie. And then uh, with Jay, he's just, he's just a he's just a freak athlete. Uh, to be, you know, no matter what, I, I think I think he's the best the best freshman in the country, hands down. And then he just he just he know he knows how to score the ball. I think I've seen a lot of uh, progress in his game when uh, from high school to to, uh, to college. He uh, worked on his body a lot. And uh, just, just some of the some of the plays he had as a freshman, you really you really don't see see, see that much. And uh, he really he really separated himself from uh, separated himself from uh, majority of the freshmen in our conference and in the region. So I, I realize Jaden came the year after you and uh, uh, what you call him, Bonnie, I guess. Uh, did you, did you did you help uh, recruit either one of those, or was was it kind of like you and and uh, Vani like, hey, let's go and play together at John A. Logan, or did you you and then you, um, did you two kind of help uh, recruit uh, Jaden? Uh, actually, um, I I committed here, and then uh, coach, I, my coach, our coach was actually recruiting Vani, but uh, he was he wasn't so sure. But I was like, uh, coach, I was like from the from the jump. As I committed, he, he had trust in me, so uh, he, he's one of he's one of the best coaches I ever coached for. Just from having trust in me from day one, and he uh, he gave Bonnie a chance, and I got uh, Bonnie got Bonnie to uh, got Bonnie to come here, and then uh, me and Bonnie did uh, did a good job on uh, Jay and getting him to uh, come and sign here. So it was uh, it was me getting Bonnie here, and then it was uh, teamwork of me and Bonnie getting Jay here. It sounds like, man, you may have a, a future in coaching if, after your playing career is over. If you're that good at recruiting. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you raised your, your scoring average up about four points uh, between your freshman and sophomore year. What, what would you say opened up the most to to help you get your scoring average up? Um, well, first off, I would say um, making free, I made, made free throws this year. Uh, last year I yeah, not to interrupt you, but I saw that. I was a little disappointed when I was looking at your stats and saw how low you shot free throws. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess that helped. That helped me a lot. <laughs> and then um, making making uh, open shots and just being consistent, uh, making some uh, tough tough layups around around the rim. Help, uh, I uh, could say uh, thanks to my coach, my assistant coach, Coach 
CJ. He, 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 he helps me with my finishes a lot. So uh, I would say just finishing, finishing around the rim, making outside shots and uh, my free throws and getting out in transition. I feel like um, I did a good job until my freshman year too. I feel like um, I just feel like I, I fell a lot in uh, transition. Makes sense. I like it, Day-Day. The real questions are back to the good questions, I should say. What what shoes are you playing in mostly this season? And then what's your favorite shoe to play in all time? Um, well, as, as I said earlier, I'm by my favorite player. Uh, Kyrie is, um, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, those, those are the only shoes I play in. And then, um, that's, ooh, that's hard. I would have to say uh, either the Kyrie 2s or, or the new ones. The, the Kyrie 2s or the Kyrie 5s. I like it. You got good taste, Dede. Yeah, I've played in, in a couple of Kyrie's, and those are definitely some comfortable and good shoes to play in. BJ plays in them all the time. Yep, light shoes, too. So, so not to bring up or, you know, to, yeah, to pick at a scab that recently happened, but you guys took an unexpected loss to uh, Wabash Valley and but I mean you all could still there's still a chance you informed me yesterday that there's still a chance you guys could receive an at-large bid to uh, to the tournament what what do you think your all's chances are of getting the uh, getting that bid and, and if it if you did get a bid when when will that start um I feel like we have uh, it's, it's, it's more like we have a high chance but um we just we just have to hope hope we just gotta pray and hope that uh they give us another opportunity and then uh I think it's um like twelve twelve days from now. That, I mean, I, I'm hoping for you because I know you guys definitely weren't expecting to take that loss. I mean, you all were top five all season. Uh, or top ten all season and top five for a majority of the season, so to take that loss I know is very unexpected. Yeah, it was um it was it was very unexpected. But coming in, we knew it was gonna be a dog fight since we uh split with them during the season. But um they they made they, they was they made a lot of they made a lot of shots and it was um it, it, it hurt us in the long run and then uh the last five minutes we actually stopped them from scoring and then uh they went they went zone after um in the first half after we we was up eight zero. So um that slowed us down a lot. So, I know uh, even after this tournament, this will be the end of your JUCO career. So, what what schools since you've been in JUCO have been on you the most? Um, schools, uh, I would say Kansas State, West Virginia, uh, Purdue, Missouri, WKU. Eastern Kentucky. Uh, I would say uh, Georgetown. And these are all schools that have offered you. Uh, some are some some are offers and some are, uh, uh recruit me. And it, then it's like um it's a, it's a few more, but I I can't I can't really think of them off the top of my head. So if you had to say who who would you say are your current leaders from from that bunch that you just mentioned, or even if it's someone that hasn't really been talking to you but still may be a leader for you? Um, I'm 
not I'm not so sure right now. It's, um, I'll probably take take visits and then uh, that's when that's when uh, it it'll just go it'll just go from there after I take the visit. So coming out of I, I, this is something. Uh, I didn't send to you, but I mean, you would know this. It, coming out of JUCO, is it different from when you're coming out of high school? Are there a certain amount of official visits or anything like that? No, it's, uh, I think you get. I'm, I'm pretty sure you get the same amount five five official visits, and then however many uh, unofficial. But um, I, I think I'll, I will only be taking a, a official visit. Oh, okay. And uh, do you have a timetable of when when you're looking to uh, make a decision? Um, it'll, it'll probably be after, after my business, somewhere around, uh, late, late, uh, probably like early April, mid-April, that's when uh, I'll probably make a decision. Awesome. you got a great list of schools there, Day-Day. I think a lot of people who are listening are going to get a chance to see you on those teams next year, too, so we look forward to seeing who you have to pick. And in closing, what we want to do is we want to let the listeners know a little bit more about you as a person on and off the court. So we're going to shoot you some rapid-fire questions. Some of these are a little bit silly. Some of these are a little bit fun. And you just give us the first thing that comes to your mind, whatever you feel is best, all right? Okay. All right, so we'll start off. What are you thinking your major will be or what's your focus on studies in college? Um, probably uh, sports medicine. I like it. What What about your favorite movie of all time? Oh, um, probably either uh, one of the Three Fridays or Juice. Okay, the th- that's four solid choices. I had to, not didn't rub, but that's four solid choices. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to music then, and, and who's your favorite current artist, and then who's your favorite artist of all time, group or or artist in general? Um. My favorite artist is uh, NBA Youngboy, and then uh, I would have to say probably, probably him. Probably NBA Youngboy is my favorite of all time. Okay. So when you're ordering a pizza, what kind of toppings are you getting on your pizza? Um, chicken and Italian sausage. Okay. It's a little bit different. I like it. What about pancakes or waffles? Which one are you choosing? Uh, pancakes. Okay. Boneless wings or traditional wings? Boneless, for sure. Yup. What about your favorite snack? What, what are you munching on whenever you get some downtime? Um, probably, probably either some chips or something sweet. Okay. I think I already know the answer to this last one, but, but what's your favorite NBA player and then what's your favorite NBA team? Um... I hear you. Well, David, we both appreciate you coming on a lot. I know it was, uh, I mean, right now you probably have a little downtime, maybe practicing a little bit, but appreciate you making some time for us. Big time. Thank you all for having me. But, yeah, keep keep balling. We're definitely going to keep up with you, man. And, uh you need anything from us, man, we'll definitely release some stuff for you, put some videos out or something. I mean, we don't have a huge audience, but anything, any way we can help you out, we definitely will. For sure. We expect some big things too, Dede. Okay, thank y'all. All right, thanks, man. That kid. Had a, had a good time doing that interview. For sure. He did a great job too, I'm telling you. 
He's had some practice on that, and I think this is good for him because next year, if he's going to go to one of those schools he listed, he's going to have a lot more interviews coming his way. By the way, sorry if it sounded like we were on Noah's Ark halfway through the interview. It started <laughs> pouring down rain. I wish you could have seen BJ's face when it happened. It was, yeah. He got wide-eyed. It was pretty good, though. Metal roof and hard rain downpour doesn't make for great sound quality. No. No, it does not. But I, I don't know. I, I liked uh, – I thought it was pretty cool when he – uh, he definitely gave us some schools that I know at least one of our listeners will be happy about with one of those schools with Purdue. Right. Because, Daniel, if you haven't looked this kid up, you need to, and look up his stats. Because if you all get him, you are getting a steal. Yeah. D's broken my ankles multiple times, so I know that doesn't make you feel any better because you've seen that, you know, quite frequently. <laughs> but he's a great player and a good kid. Absolutely. Some of the teams he mentioned there um, – Kansas State, I, they'll lose a lot, but you get him. I, he, I, he's just—he's going to be a good piece with with whatever team he goes to. Well, yeah, and he—I mean, think about it. Those are some elite level coaches who are recruiting him. So to me, that says all you need to know. Like whether he had an offer or not, if they are even looking at him, those coaches have a great pedigree. I'm not going to lie to you. You know where I'd want him to go. West Virginia. <laughs> and we need a point guard. Bring him, bring him to the Ville. Right. Bring Day-Day back to the Ville. We need a point guard. And I don't. there would be nothing better than for me to him for him to come back, play well, us do really well in the tournament, him be one of the leaders on that team. That would be fantastic. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'd like to see him locally to get to watch him play. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, so we were um, we were looking over some bracketology stuff while, uh, after – you know, before we were doing everything and looking at some of the teams that were put on the bubble and everything, and because we were watching and they showed the Seton Hall uh, highlights and they just beat the second top twenty-five team in a row, so they're definitely off the bubble. But we were taking a look at some of the bracketology stuff there on ESPN and um, some of the teams we noticed on on the bubble: um, Alabama, TCU, Creighton, and St. Mary's. Not really. None of them really tickled our fancy. No, I wouldn't say they had anything that stood out as far as a resume. I'm not saying they're bad teams, but you just you need something that's going to stand out a little bit to me. So what we did was we, we took a couple of teams that we want to see in the tournament stylistically, uh, who we thought had good resumes, or we just liked the team, so we want to see them in there. Right. First, I took Butler, local team. Just seems like every time they're in a tournament, they make a little bit of noise. Um, just to me, it was somebody that I want to see there. Yep. They've got that big kid from Southport. I don't know. I mean, if, if I remember his name is Joey something. I'm, I'm not sure. We Joey. watched him in the um, that open gym that they had at New Albany where Q was playing and then whatever that other all-star game. What's a, a, The uh, Derby Festival Classic. Yep. So we saw him there, but, but he's been playing pretty decently recently. And uh, he's a nice piece off the bench. But they, they've got some good pieces there. Great coach, too. Yeah. Um, some of the, you, you mentioned a couple of uh, couple of ACC teams, I feel like. Yep. So, obviously, there's some ACC bias in here. I get to see those teams more frequently than I get to see the others. And the one that stood out to me first was Clemson. And it's like I said, they've got some senior pieces. I'd like to see some of those senior pieces get a chance to, to smell the NCAA tournament again. I feel like when you're a senior on a senior-led team, 
if you go to the NIT, that's one of those teams who probably takes an early exit. You know, I get it's probably one of the last couple of games of their career, but maybe they're not not thrilled with going to the NIT. So I'm going to see Clemson in the NCAA tournament too. Clemson's now. I mean, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, you have more of a. I'm not going to say ACC bias, but more of an ACC love because your team's been a part of the ACC for them for more. True. Uh, well, and it's like I said, I think it's more so. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty open as far as keeping unbiased as possible, but uh, I do get to see those teams a lot more frequently. So I think Clemson is a team who stylistically can give some teams a problem. I mean, they've got a great big, they've got some decent outside shooting. I could just see them making a run. Yeah, I, it's not I, like I said, it's not really a team that I really care to see. But guess what? It's not my pick. Right, my. My uh, second highest pick, though, was Murray State. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes without without question why I want to see Murray State there. Yeah, they've got a good big, right? Yeah, <laughs> their big man is really good. Second best player on the team. No. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, John Morant, if you guys got a chance to check out John Morant last night, uh, as previously mentioned in one of our episodes, we went to go see him play in person. Phenomenal player. Uh, he had a, he had a game winner last night to beat Jacksonville State to move them to the championship to play Belmont. Uh, we actually thought about going to that before we went down to Lexington, but um, it would have been cool to see that because it was a great ending. But yeah. man, we wouldn't have got home till late. <laughs> no, it'd been like three thirty probably whenever we got home, something like that. Yeah, it, but that, I mean, seeing John John Marine had great stats last night: twenty eight points, uh, I believe nine assists. And six rebounds, something well, like that. While you're talking about it, I agree. He's a great player. That's a fun team to watch. They're high scoring. I'd like to see him in the tournament. Was it a foul? Which, which was the, the last possession? I mean, he made the bucket anyway, so it doesn't matter. But was that last possession a foul? It's John Moran. Of course, it's a foul. So that's what I was going to say. I mean, superstars earn fouls. Yeah, I just didn't see. He kind of. I mean, it, was, it looked like a pretty simple shot. The guy didn't seem like he played bad defense. Maybe he had the forearm in the back is maybe what they called. I didn't see it, but I, I guess over, over the back. Over the back, over my the personal back. favorite call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I just thought that was an interesting one. But the other teams I, I like on my list, I've got another ACC team in NC State. Uh, to be honest, they're, they're going to need to show me some more to get in there because recently they just haven't been playing as well as what they played early in the season. They're kind of like a typical ACC team who's got a backloaded schedule like what we've talked about earlier. Um, So I don't know. That's an interesting one. And then a little hometown bias of Temple. Temple's the same team as they always are, a scrappy team. They're going to defend. They're going to put some pressure on you. And and I'd like to see that in the tournament as well, too. So those are my other two teams on my list as well. NC State, I have no good feelings for right i mean after last year their students chanting fbi fbi and now granted godfrey's not there anymore but still they're mentioned in the fbi stuff now so i no love for them which you know who they were mentioning by the way i know who they were mentioning yeah and i'm your, glad he went buddy. there and said, instead of coming here with that stuff yeah because we would we'd have been screwed even more if that Ooh. happened screwed the pooch for those yeah for those of you who don't know that was about dennis smith jr um like for they for sure paid him. By the way, I forgot to mention this. We got to talk about that Will Wade thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, what about it? I mean, there's not much. That, that guy is. I didn't read it, so I'm not sure. Well, there, you you don't get to read most of it. It's mo- mostly. No, that's what he said. Remember? Oh, so, oh yeah, I haven't read it. I can't comment on that. That's, I haven't read that's it yet. good. Yeah, most of it's 
I expletive, 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 that expletive. That, it's like, man, that, I heard someone mention on the radio and said uh, he's one of those guys that curses way more than you should just to show off that you can curse because you're an adult. Big vocab, you know. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I don't know. I didn't I, even what he was saying in there. He was talking about his handler and then his family. Like you gotta. I don't know. You, when when somebody's you don't think you've got somebody listening to you talk. Sometimes you say some things that maybe you shouldn't. But but this was a little over the top. And I just don't understand why you would have that conversation with anybody. Yeah, and and as the old saying goes, he go. Yeah, which, once again, too, probably all this stuff that's coming out is only stuff that they have pretty hard, solid evidence on. So my guess is Nas Reed, who's there. I'm not alleging anything, but he's a heck of a player. McDonald's All-American. Probably could have gone anywhere in the country. LSU is where he went. I mean, I don't know. So there probably could be more coming out in the future and will be more, unfortunately, coming out in the future. It's like I was saying to you driving yesterday, um, now that the official FBI investigation is over and they've got some closure with that, now will the NCAA step in and, and do something with it? I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, not only is Nazarene a, a McDonald's American, but he's from New Jersey. Right. That's a long. That's a long way to go. Well, there's no. I mean, there's no correlation to Jersey and LSU. There's no pipeline there as far as from the high school. It's just he's an elite-level player, and if I remember correctly, he signed um, fairly late. So sometimes I feel like the players who are signing late, you know, there's some determining factor to all of that. I'm, you know, I'm not alleging anything, but I'm just saying somebody that good probably had offers for money out there because, unfortunately, that's the name of the game currently. So the last team was a team that both of us agreed on. Um, it was a team that – Neither one of us really, I guess, would say are fans of. We don't hate. I don't. No. I don't really like them. But I'm not a fan of them for sure. Yeah, uh, but we both want to see them in there just because. Anytime they're in the tournament, it makes better for the tournament locally. It's one we've mentioned before, Indiana. Yep. And those Indiana fans out there can uh, thank BJ whatever way you want. We can start a Venmo account for him. Yeah. Any donations. Uh, any, any donations to the. BJ Cato Shoe Fund. Size 13 Shoe Fund, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, every time BJ's picked you, all you off one. That's right. So. And I would say that's solely because of me. I wouldn't say that's anything to do with coaching, the players playing hard, or health. You know, it's like I told my good buddies, Mac and Zach, you know, that's all on me. It's thanks to me. There's no other reasoning for it. Absolutely, because if you ask their fans, they want Romeo and Archie gone. Yeah. So it has, absolutely has to do with you. Yeah, and I, I, they'll probably want me gone too once they start hearing this. So, I, you know, that's a good list to be on, in my opinion. But speaking of Indiana, that was your lock of the week the other day. That was, and it was another winner. You know, I'm, I'm hot right now. Probably not hot, but I'll, I'll take a win yeah, when I can get one. that win moves you to 6-4, and four, and my loss moves me to 5-5. Five and five. You know, 60% from the free throw line isn't that great, so I'm going to strive for better in the future, and the only way to strive for better in the future is to start with today, my friend. Hey, I'm out here shooting better than Lonzo Ball, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Even though I'm shooting 50%, Listen, I'm still shooting better than Lonzo Ball. You can't disrespect people when they're injured right now. Now, granted, it's only an ankle injury, but still. Can't, can't be talking trash when he can't defend himself. So, with that, my lock of the week, though, is also staying in the NBA, 
and you've got a team who's on a seven-game win streak, and that's going to be the Houston Rockets. Speaking about health, they're finally back at full strength. They've got Capella back. They've got CP3 back. Gordon's playing well again. Is Vernon Maxwell playing? Vernon Maxwell would not. Well, he'll be there in spirit. All right. He'll be there in spirit. And so I think they've got a good chance. They're playing the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks are on a four-game losing streak. Dallas Mavericks are trash as of recent. So Houston's <laughs> a face as of recent, like they haven't been trash all season. Well, they, I mean, they actually have 27 wins. So whenever your team only has about 16, like it's tough for me to really call anybody else trash. And uh, Cavs just got eliminated from the playoffs, so I've got no more chance of that. So, yeah, it was pretty disappointing. But, but anyways, Houston's eight-point favorites over Dallas, so, so they need to win by at least eight and a half in this case, which, you know, typically you can win by a half point in NBA games. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So I'm going against my uh, normal spread pick. I'm going for a lock of the week, and I'm going out on a, I'm going out on a limb because they took a loss last time. Um, we're currently watching the Louisville women's game as we're recording. No, Brandon is. Uh, Don't you uh, yeah, I'm watching. A... BJ turns around every once in a while and cheers. We all want to have to sneeze. Yeah, but uh, my lock of the week. It's the Louisville women's team winning the ACC championship. They've already taken a loss to uh, Notre Dame, so that's who they were most likely going to have to go through, the one seed there in Notre Dame. Right now they're currently beating NC State uh, by a score of 72-61 to with just over two minutes left in the game. So my lock of the week is the Louisville women's team winning the ACC championship and beating Notre Dame. I didn't think about that, but whenever you were telling me that pick and they're playing currently, I should have really been cheering for them to lose. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a poor choice on my part. What am I doing? Yeah, I mean, I was wondering why you weren't watching and cheering against them. Well, in my heart, you know, I was kind of going, all right, turnover. (laughs) Do they have fumbles in that sport? Fumbles, yeah. Fumbles, something like that. Yeah. So, but it was good. I I like that pick. Um this is a pretty good weekend for you, though. There's some good MMA fights. I'd say a great weekend, too. you got a little bit of everything. We've got some great basketball games. We watched some great basketball last night. But MMA fights will always be one of my all-time favorites. And there's a couple that I just want to briefly highlight for everybody. I tr- try to give something for people to watch and what to look for. And the headline of this card, it's on ESPN Plus this week. So if you don't have ESPN Plus, you need to look into that. We talked about it before. It's pretty inexpensive. And, and it's good. It's got more yeah. than just fights. It's also got good uh, content on there. All the 30 for 30s are on there. Uh, all of There's a lot of good docu, docu shows that are on there. Uh, it's definitely worth the fi- the five dollars a month. That's pretty inexpensive in comparison to all the other stuff. And my guess is it will continue to grow because yeah. it's, I wouldn't say it's brand new, but it's not even a year old, right? Roughly. Uh, yeah, I mean I've only had it for a few months, but yeah, it's not even a year old. So on the MMA fights, we've got Derek Lewis, who is the funniest guy in MMA. You know, you guys might recall him from his last fight saying that his shorts, he was on fire in his shorts area, so he just decided to take them off. It's pretty comical. And uh, he's fighting a guy who a lot of people will recognize the name, an, an older fighter who's still a good fighter, but Junior Dos Santos. And this is kind of one of those fights who they're saying could be a potential for getting them in the title contention mix. But the reason why I like this is because they're heavyweights. So you're looking at a maximum of 265 pounds. 
and these guys are going to be slinging some heavy leather. Um, typically, one shot's going to put them down, but it's probably going to be almost all hands. Neither of these guys throw a ton of kicks, so that's your boxing matchup to watch if you're, you're a boxing fan. I'm, a, I'm always a bigger fan of those because it feels like that's the ones you get your, your good knockouts in. Yeah. So I'm always a bigger fan of those myself. Well, and the bigger thing is a lot of people can understand the boxing world a lot more. Now, it's not exact boxing techniques, but I'm saying they're using their hands more than anything because boxing is a unique sport compared to MMA. Um, but but the next one I'll highlight is, is another fun one. You've got Tim Means versus Nico Price. Nico Price is an up-and-comer. Tim Means is a seasoned veteran. And this is going to be more of a Muay Thai slash kickboxing fight. Both these guys have the total package as far as MMA. Um, I like Tim Means in this one, but but Nico Price is a cuff, tough customer, so that's another one that should be fun to watch and should be, I would say, mainly a stand-up fight, um, but, but it could go to the ground at points. Um, another one that is the polar opposite of that. You've got a guy by the name of Anthony Rocco Martin, and he's going to be fighting Sergio Marias. And some of these, whenever on paper it looks like the fight is going to go one way in style-wise, sometimes it goes the polar opposite because both guys are seeing the same thing that we're seeing at that point. Yeah. Right? So it's just different. It's, it's head games. But Anthony Rocco Martin and Sergio Marias both are great jiu-jitsu um, players. And both of them have the total package, but I see this as a jiu-jitsu matchup. So if you're into jiu-jitsu, this is going to be the fun one. So we highlighted the boxing, we highlighted the Muay Thai and kickboxing, and that was our jiu-jitsu matchup. Say the best for last. My personal favorite is exactly correct, my good friend. You've got a beautiful young lady, I mean absolutely gorgeous, named Yana Kunitskaya. Uh, some people might remember her from taking an absolute mauling from Chris Cyborg, which was tough to watch. You know, she sounds like a Street Fighter character. She actually could be. Remember the blonde Street Fighter in the uh, camouflage shorts? Wasn't she? That might have been a Mortal Kombat fighter. I'm I'm visioning a, one of them in my head, but I don't. There's no camouflage in Mortal Kombat. I don't believe. You never know. Well, that's a good point. There could be. But anyways, Yana is a great fighter, and um, she has fought for the title before at 145. This fight's going to be at 135, and she's farting, fighting. She's not farting. I hope she's not farting. That would definitely take away from the attraction factor. For sure. I don't think she's going to be farting too much. Depends on what she's been eating recently. You know, I'm not sure what her diet is like. I mean, I told you what I would do. I'm definitely not bathing or anything before my fight. Yeah, and I actually, I have seen a fight where, unfortunately, Justine Kish had the number two squeezed out of her. Oh, man. It's not... Not a fun fight to watch, to be honest, because you're kind of like, hey, man, what is that blood? Uh, that's got a browner tint to it. And, yeah, she admitted she unfortunately pooed herself during the fight. <laughs> well, back to this fight. You've got Yana Kunitskaya against Marion Renault and uh, Marion Renault. And, and Yana is the favorite. And, once again, I've already told you who my favorite is in this. So, yeah. I like Yana. Yana's Antetokounmpo. Yes. Well, she's actually tall and long, but, but not... Greece or Nigerian background and much better looking than Giannis you know in, in my opinion so that's just my humble opinion but those are four fights I think you guys will have some fun with those fights and whatever style of matchup you like that's the one you should pick out and watch I'm going with the boxing one I just like I said Derek I'm, Lewis I'm, and Junior Dos Santos yeah I'm normally like I said I'm normally a, a, a type of 
small UFC fan that likes to see the good stand up and, and knock somebody out type things. Well, Junior used to be signed to Nike. He used to have a big Nike contract, so I like that as well too. And Derek Lewis is hilarious, so I'm telling you, should should be a fun one. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, like we mentioned, we drove to Lexington and uh, went and watched some high school basketball. Uh, the first game we watched was uh, a local team, Butler High School. They unfortunately took a loss, 66 to 45, to Scott County. Now we were sitting there talking, and until really the fourth quarter, the game was definitely a lot closer than 21 points. For sure. And uh, Scott County had had a uh, three-star player, Michael Moreno, who, if you watch the game, wasn't really like he wasn't bad, but he wasn't really all that impressive as far as like sticking out. Yeah, I'd agree. There was nothing that he did. He wasn't making certain post moves. He wasn't dominating in any form besides the rebounding. But but I did not see anything that made me say he was going to be an elite level D one player. Size wasn't overly huge. Yeah, he, you you mentioned it because he was he's crystal balled the EKU. Which if you don't know what that means, two four seven does something where they where they project where someone's going to go, and they project him to go to EKU. I think he'd be a great player for EKU. Yeah. Um, he I'm not sure what position he's going to play. That's why I was thinking power forward, but he's what six six. Yeah, I think he could be a tweener three four. Yeah. Uh, in in the press conference after the game, they mentioned he was coming back from an injury and he wasn't hundred percent. So uh, that definitely could have had a factor into in the game last night. Uh, well, he, and even how we're making it sound, he still had a big double double. So we're we're making yeah. it sound like that, but he still had impressive. Ended, ended the game with ten points and eighteen rebounds. Yep, the eighteen is the more impressive stat there, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the biggest thing that that um, that really set that game apart was the rebounding as teams, not just him. Right. I mean, he almost out rebounded almost out rebounded Butler by himself. But they out rebounded Butler forty one to twenty one. Yeah, and Butler disappointed me in the game, to be honest, because it's like you said, they were right in the mix. Starting out, they look a little flustered on the offensive end. They were playing decent defense, but I kept saying to you, this team is not getting back. Like, they play one-on-one basketball, and then a shot would go up, and the other guys would have this look on their face like, why'd you just shoot that? And then they'd get beat down the court. And yeah. it's like, man, you can't be – you either got to be going for the offensive rebound or you got to be getting back on defense. So Butler kind of shot themselves in the foot. Or they'd score and still get beat down the court. Yeah. It, it, they they shot themselves in the foot, as you mentioned, plenty of times. They had plenty of chances to stay in that game and – they just let too many runs happen from uh, not getting back after missed shots or even after made shots. And they had some good pieces, and they also have some good pieces returning next year. But unfortunately, some of those pieces seem like they could be head cases. So yeah. be interesting to see how they do next year. But this year going 26-8, and eight, I mean, that's nothing to say that you had a bad season. And obviously being in the final 16 teams in the state, that's always something that you can hang your hat on at the end of the day. They were in the Elite Eight there. That Elite was Eight, a, excuse me. Yeah, they, yep. that, I mean, they made it to Sweet 16, won a game, and, and, and lost uh, in the second round. So, I mean, that's definitely something to – to, uh, to, like you said, hang your hat on. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. And it was a fun game to watch as well, too. It's like you said, a lot closer than what the score showed. I mean, Butler lost the fourth quarter 22-10. to 10. So yeah. w- once the rain started pouring, it just kept coming down. Yeah. It, it, now, the game was fun to watch until about the fourth quarter, but that second game was fun to watch the entire time. Yeah. 
Yep. It, second game was a great game to watch as well, too, besides originally sitting where we were sitting. <laughs> that would be my complaint. So uh, we watched Madisonville North Hopkins, which we had forgotten that we had already seen play earlier in the year. They played Lexington Christian in a game yep. uh, in the KOB, and then we watched them take on Warren Central. Both two uh, athletic teams, um, scorers really – I mean, they, it seemed like all of them had guys that they could go to. The point guard for uh, Massimo North Hopkins, one the knee brace was solid. Uh, and then their big guy inside, but they had a wing that was head and shoulders above anybody that we watched play yesterday. Yeah, I'd agree. And we talked about comparisons of his game, but he was a very smooth lefty, and uh, he had a phenomenal first half, but uh, a great game overall. Yeah, Kenny White ended the game with 27 points, 10 rebounds. Had 19 points and 7 rebounds in the first half. So, I – we were talking about it. I feel like the game kind of got away from them. They were up 50-39 to 39 with uh, 240 left in the third quarter. Yeah. Ended up losing the game 66-62. to 62. Uh, But their coach took Kenny White out of the game with a couple minutes left in the third quarter to get him rest to go in between the third and fourth quarter, which isn't a bad thing to do. So they start the fourth quarter, and uh, – He's not in the game, and Warren Central goes on a run. As they're going on a run, he goes up to the table, and they score again. They call a timeout to get him into the game. Yep, about six and a half to go in the game, roughly. They get him in the game. He's in there for five seconds. The referee, or no, I don't even think he even played a play. No, they didn't inbounds it. They, yeah. they had just inbounds it, and the referee caught it. And the referee blows the whistle, uh, says he has blood on his jersey. Uh, they take him out of the game, and Warren Central comes back and ties the game while he's out of the game. Yep. Kind of puts him out of rhythm. He gets comes back in, and it seemed like he never really – he did, he made a maybe made a couple more shots, but he didn't do what he was doing. No, and they knew to key on him at that point. I mean, I'm sure the scouting report had him in there before, but you made a good point. When he was out of the game, that Madisonville offense was completely different. That guard that you talked about who's a good guard was getting open shots because he was in the game. They had their big post guy who was not getting double teamed when he was in the game. When he was out of the game, the point guard wasn't getting any open looks, and the big guy was getting doubled every single time. So it it was a completely different game with him in there and, and on the bench. Absolutely. So, uh, Warren Central, as, as we mentioned, came back and won the game. Uh, a huge, huge, huge margin on bench scoring, though. Right. Warren Central's bench outscored. This may be one of the worst deficits I've ever seen as far as bench scoring. Uh, Warren Central's bench outscored Madisonville North Hopkins 27-2. to And Madisonville had nothing coming off the bench. They had your buddy Brian Cardinal. Yeah. <laughs> he was an interesting young man. It's like you said, we've seen him play twice, so it was a guy we remembered. But, yeah, they, they had no scoring coming off the bench whatsoever. And then, and then turnovers, North Hopkins had 17 and Warren Central had 8. Well, and speaking about turnovers and differential, I think you should tell the listeners that you told me yesterday riding down there that I was – your least favorite person driving to Lexington with you, or at least I wasn't your favorite. I, had, I, I have forgotten that I had not mentioned this story. Right. So everyone that's listened knows that I interviewed Denny Crum and Joby Hall together. Great interview. But a lot of people don't realize that I drove Denny down there. No, which blew me away whenever you were telling me that. <laughs> and he, BJ had no idea. So... I get to his house, and uh, by the way, Louisville women's win, 78-68. Um, 
or I get to his house, and you know, Denny, do you want me? To, you want to drive, or you want me to drive? And he said, you know, I'd like it better if you drove. I said, cool, hop on in. So he gets in. We get we get on the highway. He gets out his USA Today and his glasses, and <laughs> and we just start talking sports, dude. Right. And which it, nobody gets to do. No. I mean, think about it. Eaton probably doesn't happen too often these days. No, I I mean, there's not many fans that I can say. Hey man, have you ever driven Denny Crum in your car and for an hour and a half and just talked random sports, right? Or just talked random memories of coaching at Louisville? I was pretty impressed. We here's the other thing, man. We didn't just talk about that. We talked about old music. I, I told him about my uh, how I loved Sam Cooke. He's like, oh, I love Sam Cooke. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I talked about some of his old practices, like who was his favorite players to coach and stuff. I won't put those out there because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Compare comparisons of uh, portfolios of women that you've dated before in the past, you were telling me, or something like that? Yes, yeah, yeah. he, he definitely uh, <laughs> lost. Yeah. He definitely lost. <laughs> yeah. Come um, on, Denny. No. <laughs> yeah. If he lost, man, there's a huge problem. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, we talked about when he used to live in uh, in L.A. He actually told me that he used to play college baseball. Which, I did not know that. Which I did not know that either until we were riding back. Um, it was just a lot of stuff, man. And good choice by him to go with basketball. Yeah, I mean, he 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 loved baseball though. Yeah, uh, big Dodgers fan. This was during the MLB playoffs, so the Dodgers were actually still in it. Uh, we're talking about we were talking about pitching rotations. It, dude, it was just cool to get him to talk to him, and it was just like unfiltered stuff, right? And some stuff that I can't talk about on here because it was obviously a personal conversation between he and I, right? But so we finished the interview, <laughs> and it's me, Danny, and Joe B, and. Like I said, Denny rode with me down there. Well, Oscar Combs had been there and left in the middle of the interview, and that's who I believe drove uh, Joby there, or maybe someone else drove him there, but Oscar had planned on taking him home, but he didn't realize the interview was going to be that long. So Joby looks around, and in his Joby voice, he says, um, Can one of y'all give me a ride home? <laughs> and I said, well, Joe B., I, I, I drove Denny down here, so, I mean, sure, you know, I can give you. He goes, well, that's mighty fine of you, Brandon. <laughs> so, that's a perfect reenactment, too. We saw that video of us yeah, yesterday, and that's yeah. spot on. <laughs> so, I've practiced that. That's I feel like that's one of my better impersonations that I do. That's pretty it's, good. It's Joe B. Um, I, by the way, I, and I know I mentioned this in the past, but I can never mention it enough. Joe B. is a phenomenal person and is so nice yeah. you always hear that but i want to i want to just get that out there joe b is such a great great person and so is denny uh both of them are two of the greatest people you'll ever meet so <laughs> we walk outside joe b hops in the car and i think i'm the only one of my friends that can say i had two hall of famers in my car at the same time and they were talking basketball to each other for sure. And you told me they turned you on to the best potato soup spot in the oh, world. Oh, man. Their potato soup at, at Joe B's Church was phenomenal, man. So, overall, it sounded like it was a pretty good day. And then you made me feel like a real, real pain in your side there riding with you telling me all that. So, I mean, it was all good. No no sweat. But there was a there was a point whenever we were giving Joe B a ride home Yeah. that uh, he asked Denny if he had been over to see Louisville play yet and practice. Okay. And then he's like, no, I haven't got a chance to make it down there yet. 
said he's invited me caught by Chris Mack but he was like I haven't been able to make it down there yet and Joe B he, this is again this is before the season started and he goes oh oh daddy man these these boys can play <laughs> I've been down there to see them he said that that Reed kid that Reed Travis kid he is a, he is a hoss well, he just talked about how how it was just great, man. Just hearing them talk back and forth, and oh man. And then I got I got Joe B to say one of my favorite lines he ever said from their show back in the day, and got their signature, which is sitting on the sign here next to us. And, and just two, it was a, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had got to experience. For sure, tough tough to top something like that, but hopefully in the future at some point we'll, we'll be able to be in the same hemisphere as that. I mean, if we can even be mentioned in the same sentence as as one of those guys, right? Other than hey, those two guys somehow got to be around them for an interview, right? <laughs> then that would be I would, I would be very honored. Heck yeah! But uh, those two teams move forward, uh, Warren Central and in, in uh, Scott County, to make it to the Final Four. Uh, the other Final Four teams you have are Trinity and Campbell County. We've gotten the chance to see Trinity play twice as well. Correct. Uh, Trinity obviously has David Johnson, uh, the guard that's going to Louisville next year. We watched them play Wagner and take a loss, and we watched them beat the brakes off of Ballard. Yeah, but even in their loss, you could see, I mean, some impressive pieces, and you could tell they had some good team chemistry. They didn't. He didn't get much help that game. Um, so the next game, we ended up seeing the help on display because they were really keying against David Johnson. So Trinity it moves forward to take on Campbell County, the team that upset John Harden, who was thirty-five and zero, which is something you and I texted about the other day. Right. That's got to be heartbreaking, man. Oh, I, 30, 35 and zero, and lose by one point in the first round of the state tournament. I don't like to see any of these kids get put out because I know that feeling, and there's still some emotions that come back when you see something like that take place. But thirty-five and zero, and to get put out, yeah. Anytime you're the favorite, it hurts. When you got a zero next to the loss column, that hurts even worse. Absolutely. So, uh, Trinity Trinity has uh, made easy work of their two games, uh, seventy to twenty-eight in the first round, and um, they won by I think sixty to thirty in the yeah, second. round. I believe round. it was sixty-four to thirty or something like that. So, Double points. Yeah. I know that. And I'm so like, oh, hasn't man. really had a problem in either one of their games. Uh, so they move forward to play each other. Campbell County beat Walton Verona last night by seven. Um, should be a good game. I'm, I'm going to take Trinity to move forward, and uh, we both will. Yeah, they, they they'll take on the winner of a game that I don't think I think last night's game should have been this game. To be honest with you, uh, last night's game I think will be better than what this Scott County uh, Warren Central game will be. I think Warren Central has too many pieces to uh, for Scott County. They have to hope that Moreno, in my opinion. Uh, Dominates. That's what, I, in my opinion, that's what they're going to have to hope for. I could see it being a decent game. I think both teams have a little bit of depth, and uh, coaches can make some in-game adjustments with that. I think that's where Trinity lacks, but obviously Trinity has the better talent overall. So I think all four teams in the mix have a chance to come out of this, and that's what I like to see. But I'll, I'll take Scott County on it. Yeah, I, I think I just think that the way. Warren Central, the way they battled back last night, showed me a lot. For sure. Uh, I, we had already counted them out. I don't know if you remember our conversation where we said, man, I'd, what's Trinity going to do with these two guys? Right. <laughs> On, we were already making matchups. Yeah, and they ended up losing. Yep. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely had him counted out. And Warren Central, uh, 23, I don't know. I forget what his name was. But, man, he turned it on and then had some great moves. That inside-out move. Oh, my goodness. Definitely he, a double dribble. But. And he put it on that kid that had been killing it. Kid yeah. White. He, it was – you said you double dribbled, and I take your word for it because you never call those. That's against my religion. Yeah, so I know that if BJ calls a travel or a double dribble, it's definitely a double dribble. Well, and the thing was, I told you live I didn't call it at all, but I was listening to the guys behind us who actually had some good banter going back throughout the game. And um, up up on the big jumbotron they have that's new there, they showed it. And, and he did. He touched it with both hands. He caught it and then put it back down. Uh, you know, I, I'm okay with them erroring on not calling it as long as they didn't call a foul, which they didn't. So it was, yeah, it was a good move overall. Just probably a double dribble. So you're, so you're going to take Scott County over, over Warren Central? Yeah, mainly because you took Warren Central. But with that being said, I, I think it's a toss-up. I, I think it'll be a four-point game. And, and I think down the stretch you've already seen that Warren Central can win those big-time games. So that's what worries me. But, yeah, they're going to need a big game for Moreno. And then they're going to need to hit a couple of threes. So I'd say Scott County probably wants it a lower-scoring game, whereas Warren Central wants it to be a higher-scoring game. So I'd say mid-50s will be good for Scott County. Absolutely. Uh, so that moves us to our power move. Yeah, but first, by the way, I got a little bit of a beef to pick with beef on it. Last night, we always go out to eat after, right? <laughs> but no, this time we couldn't because like a little 12-year-old child, beef ruined his appetite because he had to have the ice cream at Lexington. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, and tell you guys something here. Inside stuff. I've heard nothing but rants and raves about the Rupp Arena ice cream. Right. I love ice cream. BJ and I have spoken about this in the past on here. We're both avid ice cream eaters. For sure. Um, Was the ice cream good? Yes. Okay. Was it life-changing? Absolutely not. (laughs) To me, it tasted uh, tasted like Dairy Queen ice cream. Well, they didn't have any sprinkles. You got the swirl. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a sprinkle fan anyway, so that's not going to change anything. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Sprinkles aren't – yeah, they're not going to do anything for me. I got swirl. That's normally one of my favorites. The chocolate was – yeah. The vanilla was good. Cone was cheap, I told you. Can't can't go that route with the cone. Come on, guys. You're not going to go with the greatest ice cream that you've ever had and have one of those cardboard cones. You better, you, you better give me a waffle cone. When you're charging five bucks per cone and you're giving us a three-cent ice cream cone to put it in with the edible glue on it and everything, no. No can do. No. Step your game up, Lexington. Was it good? Yes. Was it near what I've heard? Absolutely not. So there's there's your review. Yep. And I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. And, no, it was not near as good as what everyone brought it up. Well, and saying that you forgot about it shows you how impressed you are with it overall. So yeah. that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'd go $4 for a waffle cone at a baseball game for Louisville and get that Erler's Cookies and Cream. Ten times out of ten over that. Yeah, you One, did say that. it's a waffle cone. Two, it's cookies and cream. And three, it's just better. I got cookies and cream right now at the house. That's I'm, I'm on a cookies and cream kick right now. It's 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 solid. It's yeah. solid. I don't even love Oreos that much, but I can I can chow down on some cookies and cream ice cream. Absolutely. But like we were saying, we have power move 
And you, you found your power move during the game yesterday. I did because it brought back a lot of memories, and there was one specific play that took place. And, you know, there was a couple of late calls in the game is what was going on. And so one of these referees was clearly the leader of the three. And there was a possession that was a very meaningful possession of the game. It was another late call. And he gave one of those three whistle, and it was not, you know, it was putting on a show for the crowd, and it was not your normal whistle blowing. So my power move of the week is going to be the referees who go above and beyond and put on a show to entertain the crowd. Even though I say that sarcastically, I do crack up whenever I see it. You know, the ones who take the three hops to show you that it's a block call, the ones that really hit their hand behind their head to give you the charge, there's something a little extra to it. TV Teddy. Well, and you mentioned TV Teddy, and I said, you know, obviously there's some not bad blood, but... He doesn't do North Carolina games anymore for a reason. So, yeah, needless to say, I don't necessarily say it's off of TV, Teddy. I like it more at the high school level because you know these guys are making next to nothing. And they're trying to do their best, so I hate ragging on the refs. But, yeah, it's always funny because it's always the calls that are, like, the most questionable calls when they give the biggest reaction. So, absolutely, kind of foreshadowing there. BJ's going to love my power move. All right. So, those of you that watch College Game Day, I, I try to catch at least a little bit of it. Uh, this this morning it was in uh, Chapel Hill. That's right. And they do the uh, half-court shot, 19 seconds, you win $19,000 for a college student from the uh, host school that's been doing it. So, 19 grand is a good chunk of change. We Absolutely. were there last night, and they were doing 1500 and giving them one shot apiece. Yeah, and that, that was after having to win the other the shooting part of it. Right. So, and these were high school kids instead of college kids. So fifteen hundred is fifteen hundred. Who am I kidding? But nineteen yeah. K is ooh, that's a good chunk. Yeah. So Sam Witt, senior from uh, North Carolina, yep. steps up, takes about four shots, banks in his last one. Yep. And you could see it. It was like I was saying to you on the video. Each one consistently, he was dialing it in closer, closer. One hit the rim. I go, all right. Greenberg called it too. Yeah. There it is. And then it goes in. Oh. My power move, though, he hit it, nothing happened. Dude, it did look like Brad Stevens when they hit that game winner for Butler. Right. Didn't even react, just, like, stood there, and everyone's, like, jumping. The whole team comes. Like, a lot of the North Carolina players come and just are hopping around him. He's just like, yeah. I think that's what he enjoyed more. 19 grand is beautiful, but the North Carolina team rallying behind him, that's what he was loving. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you I think, still take the nineteen grand over you, it. I think of the uh, the game in Miami way back in the day when they got right. hit the half court shot and then LeBron tackled him on the court. Yep, man, that would have been dumb. Yeah, for sure. But I'm still taking the fifty in that case oh, over the nineteen grand. We joked about it before, but but that'd be an interesting experience because think about it: these players go out there and perform every single night, and the pressure is always on them. And this is the one rare occasion that the pressure is on you, and you perform in the spotlight. And man, it's got to be a great feeling. Absolutely. But we were there. We were there in Lexington yesterday, and BJ. Had a very, very, very interesting rant, and I'm it wasn't that interesting to me. It was very passionate. Yeah, I guess yeah, it was a very passionate rant. I guess you're right with that. Yeah, and I said, BJ, you better save some of this, man, because this is definitely got to be your beef tomorrow. And you're like, 
All right. I, I, hopefully, I can keep it clean. So, without further ado, BJ, give us your beef. Now, I was fired up yesterday, and so there's there's a little less gas in the tank tonight that I'm burning. But and I'll also do my best to keep it as clean as possible. <laughs> but there is one thing, and once again, this was at the game yesterday. There's one thing that drives me absolutely insane. And you'll laugh at this, but I'm actually going to break it down in a logical breakdown as well, too. And typically it's going to be women in the crowd who are getting a little bit too intense, driving me a little bit bonkers. But sometimes it can be men as well, too. So we're not throwing the sexist card out there against me. But what we have going on is we have some women who are cheering. You can please, you boys got to get those rebounds. Come on, boys. Box out. But yeah, box out. And then at the end of the game, we've got other women on the other side who are going, Hulk, just hold the ball. Hold it. It's 40 seconds left. It's like, okay, now, now let's get into this. First and foremost, you don't think these kids know how to play basketball? Like, do you think these kids are going out there and intentionally trying not to rebound? Absolutely, no. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, this woman is an idiot. No, you're not going out there and trying to not rebound the ball. Then you've got the woman who's saying, hold the ball at the end of the game. Okay, do you think they don't know that they're winning the game right now and that they need to hold the ball? <laughs> Make them foul you! Oh, my goodness. It was driving me bonkers. And I see it all the time at all these different games. And then what you hear at halftime is you hear their family conversations of, did you hear what Sherry posted on Facebook? She's got a new boyfriend, and he's got a dog. And and it's just, yeah, I've had, I've had about enough of it. When you're at the basketball game, let, let's just go ahead and let the players play. You can cheer. I'm all for cheering for your team. But my beef of the week, is try to say it as nicely as possible, but idiots in the crowd. That's that's my beef of the week. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He definitely you definitely dialed it back some. Oh, for sure. Uh, yesterday he was he was definitely fired up yesterday, and I wish you guys could have seen it because it was cracking me up. Oh, I just don't know. Like I, I'm at a loss for words today because it's like I said, when it comes out naturally, I don't really know what I'm saying because I just I go red and it's just like these women are driving me crazy. But yeah, we ended up switching seats. Thank goodness. You were trying to fight some other high school kid in the crowd. Now, now BJ tried to tried to buff buck up to this kid, and BJ <laughs> was actually wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh man. So we get there and. Uh, there's a kid sitting in our seat, and he was just like, well, everyone's pretty much sitting wherever they want. And I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, we are cool with it. There's plenty like, of open seats. Yeah. So I told him, hey, you know, if someone comes in our seat, then we'll move back here. He was like, all right, that's fine. Then we ended up getting better seats out of it. I mean, two rows, granted, but still. So we sit in our seats, and then the people, the next game come, and they're like, hey, I think you're in our seats. We're like, cool. Sorry about that. Yeah, which so, it got a little bit busier in our section, so it, it made a lot of sense. We We needed to move. Yeah, so we moved back, and the kid's sitting right in front of us, and we think we're sitting in our seats, and we are sitting in one of them. I'm sitting in it, and then there's a rookie mistake by me. I didn't even look at my. Well, see, here's why we didn't know there was a kid sitting in my seat, right? Or I guess it was your seat, and uh, the lady, some lady comes, and that kid is sitting in her seat, 
And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. We're pretty much sitting wherever. BJ goes, well, why don't you just go sit in your seat? Well, wait a second. Don't make me look like the bad guy. He didn't really say, oh, I'm sorry. He was all nonchalant about it. And the woman was like, yeah, she's coming down right now. She didn't see any open seats. And so he's like looking back to see if a woman is coming. It's like once this lady just told you, just go ahead and get up and move. Like you've got a ticket. We already know you have a ticket. You have seats available, so why not move? So it's more me not comprehending what was going on. And then BJ says, why don't you just go to your seat? Yeah, and he said, like, hey, man, it's no big deal. Just go to your seat. And he's like, well, you're in my seat. Yeah. And BJ <laughs> says, no, I'm not. I didn't say no, I'm not. I just kind of was out and he was like, And he was like, yeah, we got five and six. And he was like, what seat are you on? And I was like, five and six. Or he said, no, we got he six had, and seven. Yeah. He, and he was like, what seats are you on? And I was like, uh, five and six. And he was like. Yeah, so you want me to go back to my seat, but you're in my seat. Right. And it was like, oh. Which he had a good point. He, the, he was with his, I, what I'm assuming, I don't want to call him out, and I'm assuming was his girlfriend or some type if of If not, his friend. girlfriend's going to be mad. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he and so they wanted to sit next to each other. And I guess the seats at the box office sold them was one was on one side of the aisle and the other one was on the opposite side of the aisle. That's so, real like, arena for you, bro. Well, hindsight being twenty twenty, I get it, man. He wants to sit there. He's all cuddled up, snuggled up with his snow bunny. Yeah. But, of course, you know, in this case, no. I, I was in his seat by accident. Moral of the story, BJ was about to get them hands from a high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> he had a better uh, beard than me. That's what I'll give him credit for. I mean, it's not saying much. No, it's not saying anything at all. But it's still, it's a high school kid. So, like, I'm giving credit. I mean, we're just guessing he was a high schooler. Yeah, I am guessing. We were just guessing. I mean, he seemed like one. He got, well, upset. He got upset like a high school kid. Oh, man. I, I thought he was going to get uh, shed a tear or something. His nostrils started flaring and stuff. I was like, oh, man, this kid's really upset. He did. And I was like, BJ's going to get beat up. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. I was like, man, this is what I thrive in. And then we moved, and I was like, man, you really made that high school kid salty. Yeah, but you said to me, even too, you were pretty salty there. I was like, I literally was not salty at all. Like, it didn't seem like it at first, but then when you explained it to me, I was like, oh, okay. Right, which I, I, I can get how to. Funniest thing about it is, I don't know if there's any, like, super correlation. I don't, you know, I, I don't believe in this type of stuff. But I remember when I was a young kid, I think I was maybe, like, eight years old. And we went and watched IU play when they were in the Sweet 16, I believe. And it was at Rupp Arena, too, right? Mm-hmm. Penn State was playing there. I think Kent State was in there as well, too. I forget the other was team. Was this Scooney Penn for uh, Penn State back in the day? No, it was, it was Crispin Brothers. Scooney Penn played for Ohio State, my fault. I was going to say, I was confused there. It was the Crispin Brothers who we were really there to see. I think Pittsburgh, for some reason, I'm wanting to say, was the fourth team in it, right? So we have these tickets. Or no, IU and Duke was in it too. Anyways, more of the story. We're sitting in seats. My dad and I, and I'm a young kid, and we go out and we go get something to eat there. And he buys me like a hat, you know, a cool hat, souvenir. We go back up there to sit down, and there's this guy sitting in our seat, right? And he's got an IU cape tied around his neck. Of course he does. Yeah. And so my dad's like, hey, man, you know, those, those are our seats. We were just going to get something to eat really quick. And the guy kind of gets, like, salty with my dad. And he's like, you know, you don't have any tickets. Show me your tickets. And my dad probably is not a guy at that point in his life who you wanted to, you know, take that type of tone with, so to speak. <laughs> so I started seeing my dad turn a little bit red. And uh, it's tough to see when he turns red because he's pretty tan. <laughs> And, yeah, needless to say, the fear of God was put in me that day where I thought, this guy's my dad's going to kill him. Like, there's no chance this guy gets out of here without him wringing his neck. So maybe that's where it comes from 
you know, a little so bit So what ended up happening? Did the guy finally just get up? He, I think there were some words exchanged, and I thought for sure it was going to, you know, maybe go further than what I hoped for it to be. I was taking my dad in that fight all day. I mean, that's that's how I'll word it. But, yeah, needless to say, the guy ended up getting up and kind of running away, sprinting down the well, stairs. Well, I mean, the guy's wearing a cape. Yeah. Well, it was like an IU flag tied around as a cape. He's so wearing a thing. cape. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking your dad to that one as well. Yeah, there's not too many people I wouldn't take in a fight against my dad because I think, you know, anger will do a lot of things to you. <laughs> so, yeah, needless to say, that was maybe where it came from. But it's like I said, I actually wasn't. I was trying to have a logical conversation with the kid. And I told you I talked to him after, too. I was asking him, you know, what happened with the seats and who he was cheering for. And we were cool after that. But whenever he came up there, I made sure to stay standing up a little extra longer, to, you know, just, just to show him who the boss was. Yeah, there's nothing like a six foot six, 140 pound guy standing up above you. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Breathing ice cold down your neck, just ready to pounce like a yeah. leopard, man. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, hopefully you, you all enjoyed that interview as much as we did. For sure. Uh, they, they, it was it was fun. Um, it was fun uh, while it was fun doing that interview, just hearing how much he's grown uh, in the past couple of years and and where his mindset is going forward yep well and you got to learn a little bit about him i mean he, he broke down a lot of on-court stuff that was phenomenal here he told you where he was looking at going and then we learned a little bit as day day as a person too what what he likes what he doesn't like and, and what he's into absolutely so guys hopefully like i said you enjoyed that interview uh try to stay dry it's been pouring down rain all day today uh, hopefully uh Hopefully Louisville can come back in this game right now. They're down eight, uh, which it's been back and forth. Uh, down eight with a minute 50 in the first quarter, first half, I want to say quarter. Which, that's another question. Uh-oh. Do you think that college men's college basketball should go to quarters? I'm indifferent. I mean, I, I think right now what they have going is not bad. Um, and, and you've talked about it before, but I, I'm okay with either. I'm a quarter guy, man. Right. It's the only it's the only form of basketball that doesn't play quarters. It's men's college basketball. Well, and you actually broke it down and gave me some good points of why that would be advantageous. So that's why I was kind of more towards leaning towards your side. But I, but I wouldn't say that. Like, there's nothing bad about two halves right now. I don't know, man. I'm I'm a quarter guy. <laughs> you don't look sold on that. Yeah, I'm not. I went when I saw them play in the NIT last year and they did quarters. I, I liked it. I liked it better. But like I said, try to stay dry. Uh, we'll we'll watch the basketball today. BJ may be making a trip to go see another high school game today. I hope it's so. Yeah, depends uh, on how it goes. And the one thing I want to leave you with is remember, Danny, two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. Absolutely, guys. Keep liking, keep sharing, keep listening, and hopefully you enjoy the interview. Beef out.